Welcome back, campers, to another episode of We Want to Be Famous here on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network. Now, let me introduce myself. I am someone whose talent is talking about kids' cartoons into a microphone. It is Felipe, the Brazilian Dragon himself, and this is our Total Drama Rewatch Podcast Series, and I am not alone. I am joined by someone who can always win an Awakathon and knows that the number one rule of dodgeball is to not talk about dodgeball is automatic dub, aka Autumn in the club. Um, yes, how are you it's doing, me. Autumn? I am not in the club. I'm coming to you live from my closet instead. Um, but yes, I am so excited to talk about dodgeball, a classic game on a classic show. And I this is these were a really fun three episodes. I cannot wait to get into them. Yes, first things first, Autumn. How how was your week? I mean, you know, it was fine. Uh, it was fun to uh, see the first episode get posted. Um, we got some feedback. That That's really exciting. Um, yeah, I had a fine week. What about you? Do anything I crazy? I had um, a nice week, a couple interviews here and there. I got to watch the episode of Survivor. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, and that yeah, was big, fun. Yeah, big week for your boy. Yeah, um, uh, he... I. Listen, if we wanted to have a survivor <laughs> minute right now, I think strategically he made the most optimal move and he was dealing with the cards that he was dealt with by someone else's really bad decision. Mm-hmm. That said, uh, uh, it was his first tribal council and I think the tribal council jitters got to him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. obviously, you know, there was a lot to a lot to uh, piece apart in that tribal council. And yeah. I think he made the right choice, but like, Maybe the execution was not uh, yeah. ideal. Yeah. Um, and, like, let me just add this. I think there's a chance that he was like, oh, there's a swap tomorrow. So who cares? Like, yeah, because they don't know they didn't swap in, in 41. 41. Yeah. And previously, there was a tribe swap on every season since One World. So right. um, I will also add that, like, just speculation-wise, I think they just need to win two more challenges and I think is merge. Because they have 14 uh, left right now. So then 14, 13, and then the 12 was the oh, merge yeah. last season. Yeah, probably. So they just need to win two challenges, I think. So hopefully... Yeah, I mean, they can do that, I think. I think they're the strongest tribe also. I, I think, think so too, yeah. yeah. Um, but Jenny was a beast in the puzzle, so who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Poor one out for Jenny, everybody. Jenny Kim, amazing queen. We stand, and we need her for second chances. Um, yes, anyways, yes. we're not here to talk about real Survivor. We're here to talk about no, fake cartoon fake Survivor. survivor. Yes, so Autumn, uh, we're talking about the Big Sleep, uh, the Dodgeball episode, and the Talent Show episode, which I don't have the names in front of me at this uh, the exact The Dodgeball one I think is it's just Dodge Dodgeball. Brawl. Dodge Brawl. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the episode five, the Talent Show episode is called Not Quite Famous. They love this not quite, not so, like, yeah. naming scheme. Um, yeah, I think but... the episode six, the next one, is, like, not so something also. Yeah, but... Uh, General impressions from childhood. Do you remember these episodes? Like to me, the the sleepathon episode is very visceral in my mind. Like that was okay. like one of my favorite episodes. Is that because you're honest- a Trent stan? 
I mean, yes, I it's am a big Trent episode. Yeah, but also it was like maybe one of those challenges. Like that was like the first couple of episodes that I was watching of Total Drama Island. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And dodgeball yeah. is like visceral to me because uh, the game there was mm-hmm. a dodgeball game on the website that allowed the township episode. Like, yes, uh, I don't know. Like, I think we're at the point where the show is like. I love the big sleep, but afterwards I'm like kind of just waiting for like the merge and like the bigger right. moments to happen. Like I know we got a question in our feedback session that was like, is this a top heavy cast with like all the early boots not really have things to do? And like, yes, but also like I think the like more chaos happens in the back half. And yeah, like, th- these are kind of straightforward votes. I mean, there was like a lot to talk about strategically in the last episode, but um like this there's not a ton happening. Uh, strategically and character wise that like hook me on this rewatch and like these are kind of like the slow pit like the middle episodes which I, I'm glad we're like doing in chunks because if we had to do one episode a week right because be harder when they've got when they've got like the the big teams as well um, and you're only you're only in two teams it's not you know talking about survivor it's not like a three tribe situation where you've got smaller numbers so when you've got the two big teams it like I think naturally it's just a little less uh, drama because it's like Ironically. kind of obviously people that are going to go early that are going to be on the outs yeah um, exactly so, um but there was like yeah. some fun strategic things that we'll definitely discuss yeah, for and sure. then, like i like the big sleep i think is a fun episode as a concept like like the awakeathon and like uh i don't know let's just i want to start there how would you do in an awakeathon like i don't think it's humanly possible to do 80 hours but I think- yeah is that was that the final tally was 80 something I think so. That they till they won. Um. Yeah. I I would do poorly at this. I don't remember. I don't know how long, like the longest I've ever stayed awake is. I would imagine it's not more, not much more than twenty four hours. It's probably like, uh, like a on a New Year's Eve someday. Um, yeah. I was I was awake for a while, but uh, but yeah, I, I would do like really not not great at this. What about you? I think I would do well. I think I could get myself to like 24, maybe 27 hours because I've done 24 hours before. Okay. Uh, it just like depends. Like it has other people have to entertain me. Like we have to like right. be in this together. Like if I'm the last one and there's like other people on the other team, then that would be harder for me. But I think it's then I would like have a trouble waking up the next day. <laughs> That's the problem. Like yeah. I can stay up late and then it's like waking up is an issue for me. I'm not a morning person. I'm a night owl. I don't know if you're the opposite. Um, yeah, I'm I'm more of a night owl than than a morning person. I'm like a if there's such thing as an afternoon owl, that's me. Yeah. That's what. Oh, I you know what hits though? What? A good afternoon nap with like the sun coming through the windows. Oh and yeah, like, a little warm, but like yeah, a, yeah it's like a good I afternoon like, nap. I feel I like though a lot of times the afternoon nap is like a great idea when you first lay down to take the nap, but then like you sleep too long and it's night, oh. it's dark outside, and then you're like, yeah, hey. no, for sure, that's the problem. But like if you can like stick it to an hour max, ah, oh, beautiful. Mm. You know, yeah. uh, the worst thing ever is when you're you're midway through the REM cycle, and then you your alarm goes off, which happened to me this morning. Yeah. I'm like uh, like yeah. I felt like a zombie, but um, yeah, so. Uh, this episode uh, starts off with Chris waking up the campers 7 a.m. And Lashana hits her head on the top bunk, which rude uh, mm-hmm. of Chris. But honestly, like, 
spoiler alert, this was a good Chris episode. I did not hate him as much as I hated him in the first episode. Yeah, he has some really good moments. And this moment, too, when Lashana, I mean, she's like the first camper we even see on the screen, I think. She, uh, when she hits her head and stuff, and she's so mad that it's 7 o'clock, she's like, what? It's 7 o'clock in the morning, like, what do you think I am, a farmer? And yeah. I would say to Lashana, I'm pretty sure farmers wake up much earlier than 7 yeah. a.m. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but they they all get out there, and Eva is about to like punch Chris. Um, yeah. But and then so Chris is like, "Okay, it's time to get ready for the day. You're gonna start off with a 20 kilometer run." And I just googled that. That's 12 and a half miles. I also googled it because now we've switched to kilometers for some reason. Even though in the last episode they told us the height of that cliff in feet. Um, yes. So, so yeah, that is 12 and a half miles, which is really absurd. Yeah, no, that's like a, that's a, a half marathon. Yeah. Is it, is a half marathon on like 13.1, right? Is that because people I think have the so, stickers yeah. on their car? Yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's, and then whenever they start running, Heather, she says, uh, she's like, oh, I don't usually run in high heel wedges. Which is a great point. Like, like we talked about this last episode about how since they are cartoon characters, they all wear the same outfit all the time. Um, do you think? But like, we see them wearing different outfits every now and then. Like, if they have to swim or if they have to like sleep. Like we saw Lashana wearing her pajamas when she woke up this morning. Uh, why? I mean, surely they should have let them let them change. That you can't really? be. You like, Lindsay is wearing cowboy boots to run 12 and a half miles. This is, like, disrespectful. It's, like, also, there's no way no one twisted an ankle. Right. Like, also, uh, were you allowed to walk? Or was he, like, on your ass to run the whole time? Like, well, I, I mean, we see scenes of people people walking. But I don't know if that's, like, what they did the entire time. Yeah. Um, the editing in this episode was a little weird because then, like... I feel like some people were in the back, and then all of a sudden they were at the dining room. Yeah, everyone's done, except yeah. for like three people. I was like, okay, how'd we get here? So, I have a very important question for you. Would you prefer the run, or would you prefer the eating? Uh, I, I would prefer the eating, please. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'd like to vote for eating instead of running. Um, I used to run um, when I was in uh, middle school. I ran track because it was like, track season was after basketball season, and if you didn't run track then you got like another class after basketball season so i was like i'm not doing another class so in seventh and eighth grade i ran track and i remember the very first track meet of seventh grade like some people it was very obvious from practice what their events would be like what they were good at i was not one of those people so the very first track meet of seventh grade i had to run the 100 which is the shortest race and also the mile, which is the longest. And so they were just going to see which one I was, like, least bad at. Uh, unlucky for me, I was least bad at the mile. So for two years, I had to run the mile and the half mile at every track meet. And I, I never did well. I, I it was torture. I hate 800 because it's, like, a sprint, but it's also, like, a long one. It's, yeah. like, um, I don't know why I did track in cross-country during middle school. I hate running. I hated running. I never mm. walked. But, like, I was miserable. I was a much better swimmer. Um, yeah like yeah running is like it, it really does feel also, like torture. i hate like s sweating and like Ooh, the, me too. I, I grew up in boston so that was like or the boston summer so it was humid so there were like bugs in the like mm -hmm. 
cross-country paths. Oh, yeah, you're going through, like, trees and stuff. In Oklahoma, yeah. if you run cross-country, you just run in, like, a pasture. It's not yeah. really like a woods. Yeah, which is why I love swimming, because you're sweating, but because you're wet. But you don't matter. know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, um, I just hate the feeling of sweat. I feel gross. Um, yeah, I, I am totally on board with that. Yeah, but uh, they get this whole banquet and Owen is salivating, uh, and he starts crying, uh, and he's like, there's turkey and Nanaimo bars, which I know because I watched The Amazing Race Canada, and they went to Nanaimo <laughs> one season, um, and uh, then baked beans and maple syrup, and he's like about to cry, and uh, Gwen almost cried as well, uh, because brown sludge for the whole week. Yeah, um, the the chef hatchet food uh, yeah. paled in comparison to this and and it was correct me if i'm wrong this was just the screaming gophers that got to eat this right was it like no, I think they both got to eat it oh okay right? okay i like, thought it was the, like because their... the other team has an advantage right right i for some reason when i watched it because like you yeah, know they they come in from the run and first of all noah is like literally dying uh Owen is like giving him cpr um and then Gwen's like, oh, we won the challenge. And he wakes up. He's fine. Um, and then Chris is like, well, that wasn't really the whole challenge. But uh, as a, I thought he was saying, like, as a prize for winning, for being first in the race, you get to eat all of this. Yeah. But, it, yeah, you're right. It should have be, been uh, both teams because then um, the killer bass would have the advantage of not, like, having had this giant meal. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, yeah, we didn't see any of them really eating anything. What would be like if you've been eating slop in Big Brother, hmm. as an analogy? What would be your first meal that you would want after a week of slop, or like you go on Survivor? What's the first thing you want? I want. I always want cheese fries with bacon Ooh. on them, dipped in ranch. Um, that is, and with like Cajun seasoning on it. I. I will put Cajun seasoning on, like, almost everything I eat. Um, but cheese fries are, like, my cream of the crop. Like, you can never go wrong with cheese fries. What What would yours be? Mozzarella sticks. Ooh, like, that's good. That's I good love one. cheesy things. Like, yeah. Um, or cheese quesadillas. Like, something mm. like. Um, I know, like, in Sorority, we're, like, high protein. But I'm just, like, high cheese. <laughs> Yeah, that would be that would be me too. Uh like when uh like Xander candy of like what was the Xander candy was oh, like, like vegetables and yeah, chicken. Not, I was like no. Bro, what? Autumn ca- autumn candy is just cheese. Yes. That's all it is. Um I uh, okay, if we're sharing uh one of my favorite snacks is peanut butter and cottage cheese. Okay. I'm sorry, Felipe. I'm gonna have to get off this call now. Uh, we're gonna. Sorry, everyone. The podcast Listen, is over. Listen, it's high in protein, and I love the sweet and salty. No, combo. that that is the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. No, that is not the grossest thing you've ever also, heard in your life. When you, if you just say like, "Oh, I love cheese. I love cheese," and then you say, and in particular, I love cottage cheese. I feel like that's cheese with an asterisk. Like that's not like that is not. It's low calorie. Cheese. Okay, well, I mean, it's the lowest calorie just... cheese that I can like. You can eat a whole tub, and it's like only three twenty, I think. Yeah, but like, I'm at what cost home. to your taste buds? But then you combine it with the 
maisiness of peanut butter and you just oh. get like a scoop of peanut butter and a scoop of or no i like so, i mean yes yeah, sometimes but that's the easiest way but then sometimes you put some in a bowl and then you like mix it up mix oh, it all together like and a, you get the like best of both brown. worlds yeah. Like it's like one consistency that's the worst no, that's but genuinely the consistencies are off like the cut of cheese and the peanut butter okay mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep getting judged here by my co-host. <laughs> you brought this on yourself. I know, <laughs> but I'm not going to sit I here support and take you. It. I support you. We are we are very good buds, but I do not support that. <laughs> that Listen, I know it's a hot jail. take. Jail time. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh then it's they are stuffed and Chris is like the real challenge is the awakeathon where the last person awakes wins the challenge for his or her team. Now, I have very big criticism of the challenge itself because, as okay. I remember last episode, the Killer Bass lost a member. Yes. Screaming Gophers had an advantage. Yes. And they should have let someone go chill. I did, I did think of this as well. But also, wouldn't you, like... Um, like, I feel like everyone would, would fight. Like, could they come to a consensus on who could sit out? Because no one wants to do this challenge. I think at the beginning of the day, they should have just been like, okay, someone sits out. Yeah, they draw rocks, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then, like, imagine if Gwen was the one who sat out and then... Right, that'd be bad. That'd be bad yeah. for them. Um, but Gwen had some bad strategic play this episode, which we'll get to, in my opinion. Yeah, this was it, this was a very interesting episode for Gwen. There was a lot of Gwen in this episode. Yes. Um, 12 hours into the challenge, because Trent and Gwen were like, oh, maybe an hour before everyone falls asleep. I'm like, ha. Huh? Um, yeah. and then uh, Owen's the first one to pass out uh, to sleep and meanwhile we get some strategy um, so Heather this is her big breakout strategic yeah. moment of this episode asks Beth and Lindsay to join their her alliance and they agree to do so um, and Lindsay's like can Tyler join it and Heather says no and it explains that on the other team they're not allowed to co-mingle um, yeah. And there's like a couple of rules in the alliance, um, but yeah, we get to some rules later. Some yes. in another episode, but yes. yeah, this was. Um, so look, props to Heather. She's like, look, we've got all this time to just sit here. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna use it to my advantage, and I'm gonna create an alliance. And she says, I need to make. I don't. I don't know exactly what her rationale is for wanting a three person alliance specifically, but she. She wants to find two people who I think she says are like dumb enough and like willing to just do whatever she says. And yeah. so she picks Lindsay and Beth, which I mean, I guess was the right choice because she's like incredibly rude to them, but they don't seem like too turned off by it. And I feel like a lot of people would. So I think she makes the right choice and like who she picks as her allies. Um, but then, uh, but yeah, um, she also when Lindsay is like talking about how she likes Tyler she says that she can't date Tyler um because he's on the other team and so I have questions about this because like should she actually encourage that because then it gives them some kind of cross team alliance or is she like doesn't want Lindsay she doesn't want Lindsay's like allegiances to be to someone that's not that's the thing it's like I think at this stage, they don't know the structure of the game, but they have to assume there's a merge at some point. And like, let's say 10 people left is the merge. So if Tyler is there and the numbers are tight, 
Lindsay could have that connection to swing Tyler to their side. But right. at the same time, then once the numbers get down to it, uh, maybe Lindsay will flip over to right. Tyler. Like, so I don't know. Yeah, but you would think like I'm, Heather would still have Beth. And I do think like she, even if Lindsay had this relationship with Tyler, like she could probably still like yeah wield her power over Lindsay. I mean, Heather, in the last episode we discussed today, uh, does some bad things and still yeah. retains them. So like, yeah. but she also might be self-aware enough to know that she's like not a great person. Right. <laughs> and she could lose Lindsay and Beth if she's like, but she's also like very like strict about them. So I think, I think it's a flawed strategy, but interesting to discuss because like they yeah. are in a one world situation. They can use all right. these connections. Um, and we saw in the real one world, what happens when you're so divided that like at the beginning that like it brings, uh, harmony into your alliance and your tribe right yeah um she's shout out to the kim spradlin like... podcast on rhp oh uh, yes i yeah. love kim spradlin and I, she is the best survivor winner period in terms of like gameplay like obviously i'm biased and i love sandra but i think right. kim played the best game in survivor history yeah and also i mean i feel like you could argue like i mean i agree with that take but i think you could also argue you might be a little bit biased just because like of your connection with one world that's fair but i legitimately like she she's been she does though you're right you're right she's at the top of every list anyway so i just think that like i also have my like qualms and we can get into a whole tony debate later but we we (laughs) would need more time but i think tony is a very flawed individual who flawed player whereas kim isn't as flawed and tony also had a lot of like advantage chicanery happening on his side like he was protected by immunity and he was able to play more aggressively in Kagiyan. and then he was never not immune from like the final 10 to the final four in winners at war so it's like yeah. yes you can play like so amazingly when you're protected that's my theory and like kim also was immune but i don't think she ever needed those immunities like tony did yeah she like had- tony was never able to be a target because he was always protected right yeah kim definitely like uh held like more um important relationships and like without flaws in them whereas Tony also had, like, a couple kim like and i know people are like oh but the one world cast is stupid i'm like um sabrina and chelsea are probably like kim sabrina and chelsea is one of the best final threes in terms of yeah. player caliber um of all time but also like kim didn't have these relationships going in tony had sarah Sarah yeah. had Ben. Like they like had these like connections. Sarah also had Denise. So I don't know. Right. But this yeah. is not a survivor. Again, it's not we're an on official survivor, survivor podcast. Yeah. We're fake survivor. Um <laughs> this is fake survivor. But yes, yeah, so Heather basically does it in my opinion, it kind of feels like a like a Boston Rob strategy where she's like, I'm going to monitor like, she's like the person you the, like the best parts of boston rob strategy with the worst parts of like russell's domineering personality yeah 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 that's it yeah um i'm just waiting for her to be like these dumbass bitches <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh you know russell would go straight to beth and Lindsay, and probably like courtney would be like his first target Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Heather, well, I mean, maybe there's like an exclusive like clip at the end of like the season that we haven't ever seen when Heather's calling for a a candidate vote to decide the winner. Yeah. Russell's alliance is like Katie, Sadie, Lindsay and Beth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But speaking of Heather, like we'll continue with her strategic decisions because this was my 
strategic moment of the episode for me is like her stealing Eva's MP3 yeah. player that falls out of her pocket. Now, like, I think the killer bass, obviously Eva's a big personality, but they made such a big mistake voting out Eva because Eva was like the best physical force on their team. Yeah. And like, obviously the talent show, they don't need it, Eva, but... Uh, but Dodgeball? Dodgeball, like, they wouldn't have Probably been such a pickle. Yeah, so, like, Heather getting rid of their strongest competition for the streaming gophers. Yeah. Like, and to have the foresight to do this so far in advance from the yes. end of the challenge or or the vote, even. Yes. Um, like, she was like, oh, I can take this now, and then, like, hopefully it will pay off for me later. And for me, like, this is... a. Uh, so, we're changing the name of the fishy and the sesty. The fishy yes. is going to be the chefy, and the sesty is going to be the Chrissy. Not yes, to be confused because, with the Chizzy for Shannon, Shannon right, Gus. Right, it's, it's an opposite award to the Chizzy. Yes. Um, Heather's going to get my Sheffy. Like, Mine too. Mine yes. too. Spoilers. Uh, we'll talk about um, my Chrissy is involved with the... Um, uh, the person that gets it is involved with the bad decision to vote Eva out. I will wait to get to that later. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Heather, Heather yeah. is going to get my Sheffy as well. Yeah. Um. So let's let's like kill some, not kill. Let's like put some of these babies to sleep. Uh, they'll wake up. Sean, not kill the babies. No, not kill the babies. Uh, hits the twenty-four hour mark. Uh, seventeen of the twenty-one campers remain. Bridget, Noah, and Izzy are asleep. Tyler dozes off and he hallucinates that Katie and Sadie are eaten by a bear. Um, and then it's fairy tale time, which the yeah. chef as a sheep photo is going to be the so the photo. good. Yeah, I, I mean, this is an iconic uh, outfit he's got here. Yeah. I mean, he's he got two the... iconic outfits in like, the span of two minutes. He did. He also he's... does the Sugar Plum Fairy ballet sequence. Yes, which I... Can, can you confirm for me? Because, like, I watched... I even backed this up. Do we know... Like, was he actually there in that, like, ballerina outfit? Or was that a hallucination that, like, everyone was Honestly, having? I didn't rewind, but... Because that... it was just, like, the music and then um he was he was there because he was also not in the frame like if you want them to fall asleep you could like do the ballet in front of them but he was like doing pirouettes in the like yeah forest and he but yeah he this the sheep costume was the best the pink sheep and he's like playing the harp like who knew we learn a lot about uh chef hatchet in these this arc um we'll get to in the talent show episode but uh he's like playing who knew he played the harp too jack of all trades we love Chef. Um, we do. And Courtney is, like, trying to move, like, constantly. And I'm like, yeah. yes, but I also feel like it could wear you out. So you have to, like, space it when you, like, do that. Yeah. I feel like it, it could get you, like, more tired. I think the, the correct strategy is what Gwen and Trent were doing, which is just talk to people um, yeah. to entertain That's each what, other. Yeah. So Trent says his favorite song is She Will Be Loved by yeah, uh, like, Maroon Okay. 5. We could have guessed that, buddy. Yeah. Um, and they're like just bonding like Gwen's favorite color is midnight blue and then all of a sudden a naked Owen walks by them yeah. and Owen's like I ate beans and maple syrup and that makes me sleepwalk but I'm like okay but also does it make you sleepwalk without clothes on? Right. I was like did he lose his like clothes again like when you lost his bathing suit yeah. in the last episode? Yeah and let's just like talk about the Owen stuff right now because so we can get that out of the way but Owen yeah. like then has his own like midnight journey which Anyone who's watched Inception knows two rules. If you fall and if you hit the water, you wake up. Mm-hmm. 
Owen both fell and hit the water and was still asleep. He's out. The beans, they got him. Uh, yeah, he did the, he should have just like eaten beans and maple syrup last time. Yeah. So yeah, he could I, jump off the I water. This was, I did not enjoy this Owen. Um, yeah, maybe as a kid I would have enjoyed it more, but yeah. I don't even remember enjoying it as a kid. Yeah, I mean. Because I that... was more focused on the dynamics. I liked watching the people interact and I was like a Trent and Gwen shipper. So I was like, oh. Right. oh. Yeah, it does take a lot of time away from, like, just focusing on Owen, who was only one character, and he's asleep, so he's not even, like, doing anything meaningful yeah. or interacting with anyone that's not, like, a bear. Yeah, exactly. And But we do, like, establish more of the, like, world that, like, we'll come to mm-hmm. learn more, yeah. like, the, the camp itself. Right. So that is, like, kind of one silver lining of it. But, um, yeah, so speaking of uh, Trent and Gwen, uh, they go and see Justin is there standing like a statue. Yeah, and he's been, just... and you can see him in other shots earlier in the episode. He's yeah. like always standing up, but he's yeah. never acknowledged until Which it's very restrained to like sleep like that. But yeah. yeah. Uh, but so Gwen and, and Trent are like, oh, we're going to go wake him up. And I do remember like the Trent with the wiggly arms. And they're like, yeah. Woo! Woo, 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 woo. Like that. Uh, yeah. And Gwen is like, uh, wake up. And then Eva's, and then. They poke him, which is bad strategic decision mm-hmm. um, in terms of what I'm thinking uh, here. And then Eva's like, wait, his eyelids are painting. Um, yeah. And Chris eliminates him right there. Which, honestly, this is so funny to me. Like, Justin, I, I, don't, I don't think he says a word the whole episode. He doesn't he say a, a word the whole time he's there, except yeah. for, like, the first episode. You're right, you're right. He doesn't, he doesn't say anything... Um, and this was like the moment of the episode for me. It's like very funny when he opens his eyes and it's just his eyelids are painted to be open. And they're like, oh, you've been cheating this whole time. But I mean, great strategy. At least he tried yeah. it. No, he tried. Um, like, and that's why, like, Chris wasn't going to notice. You have to use every advantage right. you can get. So uh, Gwen and Trent fumbled the bag here. They did. They did. They, I mean, if they had lost this challenge, like that, this would have been really, really damning evidence for them. Yeah, um, but uh, eighty-five hours in, Cody is asleep, um, and uh, Duncan passes the time, causing Harold to wet himself by placing the hand in warm water. In warm water, um, and he's like, "Oh my god, it works!" Also, Cody and Noah are cuddling, which another like mild homophobic thing yeah. is like them like freaking out like right. at it but um that was like i was like oh my god i shipped this <laughs> yeah I, I actually when i was watching that i was like obviously this is like i i think the initial intention is that they are like ah i woke up next to this guy so it's like the mild homophobia but also i i don't think they like each other like i think that they yeah. seem like too similar of an archetype that they're like they there can only be one like Cody is definitely like, the movie like nerd mm-hmm. and Noah's like the book nerd. But yeah. Cody's like way too horny for Noah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but oh, so it's a hundred hours in, sorry. Uh oh my gosh. I thought it was 80, but maybe so the, according to the to the Total Drama Wiki, which is a great resource. Um okay. 100 hours in, Duncan, Gwen, Heather, Eva, and Trent are the only ones awake, and Chris tells everyone to go take a shower and go to bed i guess uh, yeah. and chris 
pulls out a history of Canada in pop-up book form. Yeah, he's like, I got y'all are not falling asleep like I thought you would. I got to break up the big guns, the most boring sleep induce sleep inducing activity I can think yeah. of, and it's yeah, history of Canada, which there is we this... could have used because yes. we're American. Indeed, but like I did love like the mild cross cutting to like something about the beaver, and then it's Owen with yeah. the beavers. Right, right. Uh, that was like the best part of the whole. He's thing. like asleep on the beaver dam. Yeah. Uh, and Eva, Heather, and Trent are all put to sleep, and Gwen's like, no, Trent. So then it's just yeah. down to Gwen versus Duncan. Yeah. Um, and Chris is like, okay, you get a five-minute bathroom break, and Duncan's like, I'm going to hold it, and Gwen's like, can you hold it for another 10 chapters of the book? And then Duncan's like, okay, don't check the stall, and he's like falling asleep on the toilet. Um, and yep. I love how like the PA just gives him a note yeah. as opposed to like just telling him. Yeah. It's like he they he has to he's like okay I'm I'm not gonna go to sleep I'm just let me yeah. go to the bathroom I'll be right out and then no producer yeah. has to and like as Chris is reading the note when falls asleep so she's lucky she like yeah. lasted just a few seconds longer yeah uh, and so Gwen wins and uh, the killer bass are going to tribal council and the screaming gophers win invincibility. Yeah, mm-hmm. invincibility. I think this is. I don't think we heard the term invincibility in the first yeah. two episodes. Um, I think it's good. It's a great. I mean, obviously, this is a survivor parody show, um, so it's close enough to immunity uh, and means yeah. like basically the same thing. So, I yeah, I like I like the term invincibility. Yeah. Um, so later that afternoon, Eva is seen. She and Heather got a quick nap in. Apparently, like yeah. Um, Eva is throwing things out of the cabin window, looking for her MP3 player and being like, one of you stole it. And Heather's like, wait, you mean this? And Eva's like, oh my God, uh, thank you. And she's trying to apologize herself. And Heather's like, easiest trick in the book is turning a team against their own member. Um, yeah. And yeah, so at the campfire ceremony, Chris gives all the marshmallows out and Eva is eliminated. She screams at her teammates. She kicks Chris in the shin, which was her she best She does, moment. yes. Honestly, he kind of deserves it at times. Not this episode, yeah. but sometimes. Um, yeah, it's like retroactive. Yeah. Um, Eva boards the boat of losers and Courtney has a marshmallow toast with her teammates. And they're like, we won't do this again. And Courtney's like, I told you you can't act like a raging psychopath and then expect people to just forgive you. No matter how tough and strong and fast you are, she's never going to have a career if she doesn't get her act together. And then we cut to Heather, who's like, Eva was one of the strongest players, and now she's yeah. gone. I am so running this game. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and she's not wrong. I mean, this, like we said earlier, when she took the MP3 player, this was very um, strategic. Uh, the To have the foresight to do this and, and then for it to pay off in this way. Um, the fact that she already can read the other team so well is very impressive from heather yeah. um and and then like the way they all just fell for it and and then they were like okay well we're gonna vote her out because she was so rude to us and i think by this point like they kind of have an idea probably that heather like is the way she is and does not always have the best intentions. so when heather brings the mp3 player the mp3 player back like how does nobody say like mm, that's a little fishy yeah uh and just uh just a note uh the bottom two was eva and harold which interesting for the rest of the episodes um i know we yeah. talked a lot of smack about harold last week but the next two episodes kind of yeah are his best episodes 
and I might have to eat some words, even though I still. Oh, I know. I'm definitely gonna eat some. Um, but yeah, so Eva is eliminated. Um, and now we have twenty cast ones, castaways left. Also, uh, at the end of the episode, the Sasquatch, the Sasquatch Chinaqua is there. Oh yes, yeah. Um. Okay. Do we want to do who? So we we said earlier, the chefy for the episode. We're both giving it to Heather. Yes, I'm so, giving my chefy to Heather, and you are as well. Just basically, like she gets rid of yeah. the strongest player, and she has some forms an alliance. Forms an alliance that like pays dividends in a couple episodes. So yep. yes, um, yeah. do you have your Chrissy ready? I do, and this one hurts me, but I have to give the Chrissy to Courtney. Yeah. Um, as I said in the last episode, I love Courtney. She's probably my favorite character, like watching as an adult. Um. But she obviously is like the de facto leader of her team. And she is probably the most strategic thinker that they have. But she falls like hook, line, and sinker for this move that Heather pulls. She doesn't stop for a minute to think like, are we being manipulated by Heather? Um, She thinks they just voted Eva out because she's mad. I mean, we get this in her confessional at the end when she doubles down and she's like, Yeah, that's what you get for being rude. And she doesn't once consider uh, that they may need Eva in the future. Yeah. It was was a bad strategic move from Courtney. I was leaning Courtney as well, but just to mix it up, I think I'm going to give it to Gwen or Trent. Just for like the Justin thing, but I don't know if that's enough, right? Is that enough? You can't give it to Gwen when she won the challenge. Yeah, and I can't give it to Trent when he was there with her the whole time. Yeah, I mean, you could argue he's a he's a big reason that she won the challenge. Yeah, um, hmm. this is hard because I feel like no one really did anything wrong other than I mean. Duncan was like antagonizing his teammates, and then he lost the challenge, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I have to give it to Courtney as well. Like, yeah. it's rough because okay. I was, like, trying not to give it to Courtney. But, right. yeah, she, she seemed to be, like... But also, like, we have to acknowledge, like, her social capital rose a lot between the last episode and this episode. So, like, yeah. the fact that she has a distinctive voice of power in the tribe is, like, pretty incredible on her own right. Yeah, and I think that they they more or less like respect her i mean we see it it, at the very beginning of the episode whenever chris like wakes them up and eva is so mad when she initially drops her mp3 player in the first place and she's like yelling you know she grabs eva and she's like hey girl like you gotta calm down you can't just be like yelling at people out here so she's like i i don't know i i think she's um she's working on that social aspect of the game that obviously does not come supernatural to her but um i think she's getting there but this yeah. episode strategically not the best. Um, who are you going to give your MVP to? So my MVP for the episode is Gwen. Um, yeah. I think. I mean, this is a great Gwen episode. She she serves as like the narrator for a lot of it, um, both in confessionals and even before they start the what are they call it the awakeathon. Um, yeah. When she's like, Chris is telling them like the the running challenges or like that was not real. I didn't have anything to do with it. And she basically gets this moment where she's like, wait, so you're saying this was all a trick. And like, she's like recapping what he says. So she's like the narrator of the episode. She gets some big showmance moments flirting with Trent. Um, and then, yeah, she wins the challenge for her team. 
Yeah, no. Um, I had Gwen on my list, but just to mix it up, I'll give it to Trent because like they were kind yeah, of a duo. Yeah, that's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, just for that. And sure, you can call me bias. I don't care. Um, <laughs> and then for your LVP, I th- I'll go first for this. Uh, okay. Owen. Uh, I felt like yeah. he really didn't do anything like productive yeah. for his team. He just like, went off like he wasn't even part of the team. Like, do you think if you fall asleep, you can go to the you can like then wake up and like hang out with your friends and like strategize? Yeah, I don't know. And it was also strange because like sometimes when the people would fall asleep, like then they were just sleeping in the grass out there. Like, which I know like they just fell asleep. They're like exhausted. But like somebody like at least tell them to go move to their bed, maybe. And like, yeah, you know, get like some good rest in. Um, yeah, I don't know. For sure. Um, what about you? Who's your LVP? So my LVP, I don't, I don't want to be the same, but my LVP is also Owen. And for a very specific reason, um, because there was a lot of like fart jokes in this episode around Owen. I don't like fart jokes at all. Like I know this, people may come for me. They may say like, oh, Autumn thinks she's too cool to laugh at fart jokes. But no, guys, I, I legitimately, I just get grossed out very easily. And I don't think fart jokes are funny. And yeah. so I did not appreciate, um, I didn't, I just didn't appreciate any of the Owen storyline. It did nothing for me. Uh, I would have rather been watching the other characters. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, I feel like we wasted our time. Yeah. That was like the weakest part of the episode by far. Um. And then last things first, there's uh, Sheffy, Chef and Chris. Uh, I think we're both like wins for their episodes. Like Chris yeah. wasn't problematic. Like maybe it's like a bad Chef episode. I actually know Chef was in the sheep costume. That's an automatic win. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like otherwise, like Chef really didn't do anything. Like in dodgeball, like Chef might just like not get the point because right. like, he, he just didn't nothing. do anything. Yeah. 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 Shall we move on to dodgeball? Let's do it. So dodgeball. The episode opens because the teams are still like tired, uh, mm-hmm. like Duncan and Glenn specifically. Uh, the killer bass are tired due to Harold snoring, which, yes, it's hard to fall asleep when you're snoring. But once, like, if you're that tired, I feel like you should be able to sleep through it. Right. And also, I was confused because in the first episode, when they move in, we get very clear um, rules stated that they are not uh, sleeping. Like, the boys and girls are not sleeping in the same cabins. So how, like, is he snoring that loud that, like, the girls heard him from their other cabin? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, fam. It's it's confusing. But uh, he also has a mustache on his face drawn, which he likes. And then Gwen just, like, falls asleep on the table. Um, And then I think Courtney immediately regrets her decision because we get a confessional from her that's like, we are so sucking right now. Okay, yes, Eva was a psycho. But at least she was an athletic psycho. Right. And I was like, okay, Courtney, now now you want to regret like voting out your most athletic player on the whole team? Yeah. It's too late, girl. Exactly. Um she she it's too late. You can't you can't you don't have an hourglass to smash. Yeah, there's no you Erica, you are not. Oh, I love Erica. Also Canadian. I wonder I feel like uh in in an alternate universe, Erica could have been on total drama. With Marianne. Oh, yes. Yeah. Marianne feels like someone who belongs in the Total Drama universe. Yeah. She, you can very, she already has like, her smile is so like, uh, like it just captures you. I feel like that's like a, like a, she could easily be drawn into a cartoon. 
Okay. I feel like there's a non-zero chance if we tweet at Marianne, she would come on this podcast. She tweeted about total drama. Like I I would love to have Marianne on this podcast. We'd just be giggling the whole time. I I love her so much. I would die. I would die. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, Meanwhile, Heather gives Beth and Lindsay a review of the Alliance rule, saying that you're allowed to use, she's allowed to use anything belonging to them, but her stuff is off limits. Right. Uh Um, Classic rule. Yes. Uh, again, again with the Boston Rob comparison. These are the Heather rules. She's going to write a book, maybe? Oh, I mean, profit off your success. You're a teenage reality star. Yes. Yeah, you got to like, do what you got to do. Social media was not a thing at the time. We don't think it was so. It's not. Not, yes. not like that. Yeah. Yeah. Heather proceeds to mock the killer bass for losing two challenges in a row, and Courtney flings some oatmeal at her, and it hits Gwen in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So the teams gather. It's uh, dodgeball. Um, and Duncan is like, do not wake me up and, or I will fight you, basically. Yeah, and he's too Courtney tired. Blame, Courtney blames Harold. Um, and he's like, it's a medical condition. Gosh. Yeah, that's, like, a, good, that's a good Harold impression. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I can like do these characters, like not perfectly, but like energetically. I think Harold yeah. is one of, the, one of the easier ones to do. It's very Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, the impressions are very similar. That's his survivor analogy for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My hot take is I did not like that movie, even as a kid. Like that movie is just like too stupid for me. Uh, I mean, I, I know I you. Accept, I I don't love it, but I did. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I did watch it a lot when I was younger. One time, I even um, I was at a, a friend of mine's house, and I think it was like a snow day or something because we had nothing to do, and so we watched it once. And then we literally watched it again in Spanish right after that. Why? I don't know. Um, but I, I do remember it very well because you know the part where, uh, what? who is it? Is it their grandma that they live with that she says I've like- I've seen it once or twice. Well, she says, come get, come get your dang quesadilla in the movie. It's what she says, quesadilla. And then, but when you watch it in Spanish, she says quesadilla, which- it's a yeah. it's a fun little uh fact I learned from watching the whole movie in Spanish back to back. For sure, yeah. Um, I I've never seen. I think I saw it at summer camp on like our sleep sleepover night, mm-hmm. and like I was very adamant that it should not have been Napoleon Dynamite as a ten year old. I was like, no, I don't want to watch this movie. It's still yeah. one because like ten year old boys. Um, yeah, I had extravagant taste even as a youth. What, what uh, movie would you have watched it? Want to watch? I think it Madagascar was also in the running, and I was watching uh, yeah. Madagascar. Like, I mean, you can't go wrong with Madagascar. Yeah, Madagascar is a is a classic. The first it one at is. least. Yeah, I mean, I love Escape to Africa. I've actually never seen the circus one, but you know what? Um, so I need to clean up a lot of TV shows. But mm-hmm. once I finished the TV shows, I was like, what should I do afterwards? Because I want to do like a movie like slash. And I was like thinking DC, which I know is like mm-hmm. polarizing. Yeah, I was thinking doing a Pixar rewatch, uh, but maybe DreamWorks should be on the DreamWorks list. DreamWorks is like DreamWorks would be fun because they're not like the DreamWorks. There were a lot of DreamWorks movies that were very foundational. I feel like in our childhoods, but they're not still talked about the way that flushed away. Great over movie. the head. Shark Tale. Oh, Shark Tale, the Will Smith Fuggo Fish. I love so him. good. Yeah, yes. so good. Um, but yeah, the B movie a classic. Oh yeah, I yeah. there. Those movies are good. This is they're unhinged. Like, yeah, that's what you need to do. You need to watch those. 
Yeah. Um, so they're going to be playing dodgeball. Have you ever seen the movie Dodgeball? I have not ever seen the movie Dodgeball. Okay, me neither. And I want to, like, it's a movie that I've always wanted yeah. to see. And then, like, for whatever reason, I've never gotten around to it. People love it, isn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, if you don't like Napoleon Dynamite, would you like the movie Dodgeball? Isn't it, like, stupid? Well, I like Zoolander. Okay, okay. It's, like, yeah. a different kind of stupid. Like, Napoleon Dynamite is just, like, stupid. And he's, like, you, just, you like, You need being... Ben Miller in the movie? No, it's, like, I think Dodgeball also has a plot. Like, Napoleon Dynamite okay. is, like, a lot of, like, them doing stupid shit. It feels like... This might get me heat, but I don't love the Jackass movies either. I've never seen any of them. I and no I know Naomi loves that. them, so she might flame me for this. But uh-huh. like, I just like don't get joy out of seeing people doing stupid stuff to just do stupid stuff. And Napoleon Diamond yeah. was just like a lot of like him doing stupid things just for the sake of it, and not really plot relevancy. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but uh, they play dodgeball. He explains the rules. If you catch the ball, the person who threw it is out. If you get hit, you're out. They had no rules for head hunting because a lot of people got head yeah. shots, which I felt was rude. Um, and I, I had never played with the rule that, like, if the ball, if you hit the ball and it falls, then you're yeah. out. That, that's a stupid rule. But I, I was a great dodgeball. Uh, we also played crackabout, if that's a. What is that? It's a individual dodgeball. So it's like, if so. You run around everywhere, there's no boundaries? No, so not just that, but it's no teams. It's like okay. you're on your own team, and then so if so if I get if I get you out, and then Audrey gets me out, you're back in. So like oh, your stakes okay. are tied to the individual. That that's interesting. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That's a and that was my favorite. Yeah, oh, go ahead. It's that was my favorite, and then like at the end there would be elimination rounds, and I was very proud of the fact that even in kindergarten, with my strategy of running around just like hoping <gasps> and then getting one person out at the last second, I won every single year in at least one time every single year of my elementary school phase during ascended day wow. uh and then i want to cut a lot more as i got older but yeah look yeah. at you strategy king from the start listen i remember when i was like five my friend janelle and i we would just like run around like just hide in the corner and then at the end it was just like us two and this other person and then like somehow we got him out and then i just like boink yeah <laughs> that's strategy funny king. yeah we um we had like regular dodgeball, um, but we also played a game called Pins Down, which was dodgeball. But there were on each, it was, I mean, the rules of dodgeball were the exact same. But on each team at the back, like the, we, we had PE on the basketball court. So at the, on the baseline, there were, there were three uh, bowling pins that were set up, like two on the corners and one in the middle. Oh, and yes. Wins you can fire win is what we by called. like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can win by like hitting all the people and getting all of them out, or you can win by hitting all three pins, and then it doesn't yeah. matter if they still have. Did you also play Doctor Dodge? No. With the doctor, like, so it's dodgeball, but there's a doctor on your team, and then you're it's like trying save to, like, people. Yeah. So like they, if you get the doctor out, then you win, but then the doctor can also like tag people, or like you don't win automatically. You have to get the rest of the team out, but like the doctor's out if the doctor dies, but then everyone else can like. You can tag the, like the doctor can tag you if you're out and you can get back up and then oh, like you okay. just sit on the floor. So wherever you get hit. So if you're at the front line, you're kind of fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, that's similar to the only other like dodgeball like game that we played was called ultimate chaos. And it was, there was no boundaries. It's every man for himself. You just run around like a crazy person and, and the dodgeballs are kind of just everywhere and you pick them up. And if you, if you get hit, then you, you just sit down right where you got hit. 
and you're out. And then, like, the people who are still in, they run around. But if a dodgeball rolls to you, like, when you're – you can't move if you're sitting down. But if a dodgeball rolls to you, you can pick it up. And then if you throw it and, and hit someone who is currently in the game, then they are out and you stand back up, you're back in. So it's a, I mean, it's aptly named Ultimate Chaos. But yeah, there's a lot of, I, I didn't realize there were so many like offshoots of dodgeball. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, the, good thing we're going on so many tangents that I don't have to put the peanut butter and cottage cheese in the in the promotional material. <laughs> no, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet that out. Like even if it's not in the promotional material, I'm gonna say like y'all gotta listen to this to hear Felipe say one of the most blasphemous takes I've ever heard in my life. Um but yeah so uh then so we get the rules of dodgeball chef is the coach um and basically like this one we can kind of yada yada through the episode because it's a lot of like dodgeball shenanigans. So right. um Gwen and Duncan just don't want to play because they're tired. Noah is also unimpressed with sports, so he doesn't want to participate. And he sits yeah. out the first round. And that's fine, the first round. But then, uh, yeah, uh, Heather continues to, like, throw shade at the other team. She's, and, like, openly taunting them. Yeah, uh, which is not a good strategy for the future. No, but, no it's not. Yeah. Not at all. Um, Tyler is not good at sports. We learned this. Um, which is, like, the this, this was insane like what he his whole thing is he's the jock i think that's isn't that what his like uh his wikipedia page i think it said something like the jock like that was his nickname or whatever and he's got he wears a tracksuit 24 hours a day and a sweatband and he can't play dodgeball i mean t- look to be fair i'm now realizing i also usually wear athletic clothes athleisure um and i cannot do most athletic feats However, yeah. if you're going to be billed as the jock, you gotta you, you gotta deliver on some level. Yeah, exactly. It's it's shenanigans at the like, and he can't even like hit anyone besides Sadie. It feels like no, yeah, no. And then Owen takes him out, which uh, Harold like doesn't. Uh, he they let him play for the first round, and he's like, I'm gonna use my good martial arts, and then Lashana gets him out easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so the first round, basically, uh, the the Screaming Gophers are succeeding. Uh, yeah, and them. Yeah, uh, Tyler flirts with Lindsay, and Heather sees this and throws the dodgeball and hits him in the groin, and he's like, Mommy! Which yeah. I don't think anyone would ever say that actually happened to them. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think so either. Um, yeah. But, yeah, big uh, Tyler, despite being, like, garbage at dodgeball is still pulling Lindsay uh yeah somehow and Courtney Courtney then throws the ball being like he's already out and then Owen catches it so basically mm, yeah. uh Cody's really good at dodgeball he does friction and is able to get he throws the... a curveball how, yeah. how do you throw a curveball with a dodgeball he somehow doesn't and he's like the nerdy guy yeah look at but this show defying, wins... defying labels we love it yes uh you can be nerdy, sporty, and horny all in one. Um, and then, uh, so the, the Screaming Gophers win that first round. And Lindsay and Tyler go sneak off at some point after Tyler is so bad at it again. Yeah, uh, he's like, there's no point in me being here. Yeah. Uh, so Tyler t- Tyler uh, goes to, to hang out with Lindsay. Uh, and can we also, sorry, can we also talk for a minute how Lindsay, throughout the whole... 
um, every game they play, she repeatedly gets hit in the face. And it's very much like Chanel West Coast when she gets hit with the dodge. Did you watch Fantasy Factory? I did not, no. Oh, my gosh. that's Okay, well, if anyone remotely watched Fantasy Factory, then you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Chanel West Coast gets hit with the dodgeball, like, in the face, like, repeatedly over and over again. There's a very, like, popular clip of it that goes around from time to time on social media. Um, and, yeah, so that was, like, that was Lindsay's whole whole purpose of this episode was to just get hit in the face over and over again. She constantly has, like, more and more knots pop up on her on her head. Yeah, uh, it's definitely it's frustrating. <laughs> it's not her game. I mean, if you're yeah. playing in cowboy boots, like it's probably not like you're not gonna be the best. Yeah, for sure. Uh, sorry, I got a pertinent text. I am, I am closing my text windows now. <laughs> but uh, I just some my friend's birthday. Naomi is tonight, so they're trying to oh, coordinate okay. like carpooling and stuff. So mm-hmm. I just had to be like, I can drive. That was the text. That's fun. Yeah, you're like, leave me alone. I'm trying to podcast. Yeah, but like it was popping off and they were like, Felipe, Felipe. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> got got, like, got okay, a response Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah. So Owen is all of a sudden overcome with rage and they get their second win. So it's best three out of five. So uh, Heather's like, what's the point of even continuing the killer base? Like you're, you're down to zero. They lose the next game. They're gonna lose another campfire camper, um, yeah. and yeah, I love Noah being like, "Go sports!" Yeah, he's like, he he's really making it work. He had some funny lines though, like, uh, he did. Like we'll get it to later, and like I love the montage in the like final round. That's like everyone is like transitioning to like the plant, the bench, the game, the trip. Yeah. And Noah's just there. And like, he's there. He he's like the only like person who does not change his position. Yeah, but I would like okay. His book is at the same position at every single time. Mm, that like was LeBron. a, like a, a oh, little. Oh well, you don't. So so I don't know. I don't know how many people know this that that don't follow like basketball very closely. But LeBron James, okay, so one of the most like famous basketball players ever. Uh, he will oftentimes over the years he will be photographed like in the locker room or like doing some workout he'll be like reading a book uh, he's done it with uh, the alchemist we've seen pictures of him reading the autobiography of malcolm x and he's always on the first page in every picture look this up if you guys don't know what i'm talking about look this up he's always on like the first page and then if you ask him i remember with the autobiography of Mal- malcolm x like a reporter asked him, like, "Oh, like, what's your favorite part of the book? Like, what did you get from it?" And he does, he gives like a vague answer because he hasn't read the book. I don't think. LeBron's so like an audible guy. <laughs> yeah, he just brings the books for the optics, I guess. But yeah, look, yeah, seriously, look that up if you don't know what I'm talking about. He's always on the first page. Uh, I call him Space Jam Tuesday. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I would okay, never yeah. fun like that. Uh, but um, there are some sports players that I'm like, "Oh, you're in that movie." Because yeah. uh, unlike Autumn, I'm not as familiar with the sports. Um, well, I mean, honestly, yeah, so- I would watch professional dodgeball if that like there probably is a Ooh. thing. But like, yeah, we're probably like slandering the professional dodgeballers out there yeah. right now. But but I would watch Courtney. That. Courtney's determined to not let them go back to the campfire ceremony, so they're like, okay, let's wake up Duncan. Um, yeah. And Duncan's like, uh, if you don't help, we're gonna vote you out. And he's like, whatever. Um, yeah. So. And they're scared. Gonna... They're scared to wake him up because he, yeah, they, they were like, uh, "Do y'all remember like 
whenever he went to sleep, he was like, don't wake me up. I'll kill you. And they're like, we're going to die. And Courtney says, it, it doesn't matter. We, we yeah. have to wake him up or we are going back to the campfire ceremony. So uh, they, the screaming gophers are caught by surprise. Because uh, he, when... he employs the strategies that he has learned in juvie dodgeball. Yeah, rush the new guy. So they're all going to throw mm-hmm. the ball at once, making mm-hmm. it impossible. Uh, yeah, so let's let's see what happens. Yeah, uh, who because... knew juvie was such a leading strategy for dodgeball? Yeah, uh, no one's like, Put in more effort, guys. Not enough team spirit. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, like so many people are annoyed. Uh, yeah, a lot but, of side eyes. Yeah. And so at this point, Heather's like, where's Lindsay? So she goes off to the docks and she throws Tyler under a boat, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, Heather is, we knew she was ruthless, but this is like another level of ruthless. I was like, poor Tyler. Um, yeah. like, damn. Um, that was yeah. that was wild to me. But yeah, he comes out okay, I guess. Definitely, he's but. like okay. But uh, she drags Lindsay back to the court, and she says, "Oh, wait, we're not winning." And uh, yeah. Courtney, Courtney also doesn't approve of Tyler and Lindsay being like she could, mm-hmm. but she's more worried strategically on like Heather. Right? She says uh, she says to Tyler like, "Why did you do that?" Like. She could have been like, you know, enticing you to give her all of our secrets of our team. And then I did love the cutaway of like Lindsay, yeah. like, like she's like very like, clearly spaced out. Not her hair, I think. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Killer Bass wins their the next two rounds. They even up the scores. And the final game, Harold's like, "Can I please play?" Because Courtney is benching him the whole time. So the, yeah, the round like, no, Harold, yeah. you're the worst. You cannot play. Yeah, and so they they very much go back and forth. It's a very stalemate game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so uh, Noah gets hit by the team at one point, like which is yeah. hilarious. Um, that sports aren't his forte, Heather says. Uh, and Jeff, spoiler alert, Jeff is getting my chefy just for oh. a small moment. Because okay. he's like, listen... Harold, you can go. And I think this is really good for Jeff strategically, and I don't think he's doing it strategically. But it's like Harold's going to feel indebted to Jeff for letting him play, even if even if they go to uh, the campfire ceremony. Like, yeah. It, and Harold goes home. At least, like, Jeff tried and, like, fostered this connection. Um, and wow, they, surprise they end up winning because of Jeff's decision. They they do. You're right. I did not think about that from this angle at all. But it was a I quick, approve it. You don't even see it that much. But no. Harold's there, and Harold stays in the back of the court. Uh, Gwen hits Courtney in the face and like that's for breakfast. Yeah, when she hit uh, her with that oatmeal on it. Yeah, and then the Gophers and Bass take Bass take each other out until it's between Owen and Harold, and Duncan says good night, Harold. Yeah, because Owen's been killing that. Like he's been the main. Yeah. Um, like the main guy for the uh yeah screaming gophers the whole time but harold harold does have his mad skills indeed the figure skating mm-hmm. like so he's he dodging beautifully left and right yeah um and then courtney calls a timeout and courtney's like courtney and jeff are like okay dodging is not enough to win this game you mm-hmm. need to catch the ball since you definitely can't throw right and harold's like i can do this and owen uses all of his firepower with this one dodgeball yeets it at harold's face 
<laughs> Harold is slammed into the glass, but he it's very lifts dramatic up the reveal. Hands. Do you think it should count though? Because he did hit the wall, but the ball didn't hit the wall. No, the hit ball, the wall. I think if the ball does not hit another surface, so the wall or the ground or something, I think it's fair game. That that's very fair. So, so yeah. he caught it and he he did it. He won the game for the killer bass. They win um they win their first challenge. They did. And Owen's like wailing and they they're very proud of Harold for once. So uh mm-hmm. Uh, Noah, Noah says the weak effort by the teammates, which angers the Gophers and, uh, Heather agrees with Gwen for once, um, because Noah is being like, where's the team spirit? And Justin Trent and Owen and Cody are all annoyed as well. So yeah, that's how bad uh, Noah is in this moment. Can I just laugh? Yeah. Can I can I just say how annoying Harold is in this one moment where he's like, I guess I'm coming a role model now oh. that I won the dodgeball competition. No, Harold, you're not a role model. Yeah. This uh, is like equivalent of HOH Itis. Uh yeah. like he's like really feeling himself. He's like, oh yeah. Harold, Harold and Kyle Moore are the same person. <laughs> right. Exactly <Yeah>. the same. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, at the campfire ceremony, uh Lindsay and Noah are the last two. Uh Lindsay, like probably got eight like noah's vote because she went away but mm-hmm. uh noah is shook that he got voted off telling it seemed that they voted off the only person who had any brains and they all throw marshmallows at him um, yeah which like if you have some brains like even if you didn't want to play like come up with a strategy to like beat the juvie strategy that duncan was given out like do yeah. do something why are you so it, shocked yeah it's it's wild but Noah is the first Screaming Gopher eliminated from the game. Um, and that's the episode. Do you have any final thoughts on the episode before we get our, like, segments in? Um, I, 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 this is my favorite episode, I think, of the three. Um, I think sometimes, like, maybe people don't like when the challenge is, like, this isolated and takes so long. But I like it when they're all in, like, one scenario for a long yeah. time. Um, so I, yeah, I really, I really liked this episode. And I feel favorite. like we still got some good character interaction, even though it was, yeah. like... Like, even there's still like a number of characters that like had no lines, but that's that's okay. Like, Trent yeah. had a big episode last week, he doesn't need a big episode. Like, I still think Izzy's been like underedited for sure. Mm-hmm. But and Lashana, she gets like a couple, but I yeah. think she needs more. Yeah. Um, so what do you want to do? Strategy or characters first? Let's do let's do characters since we did strategy first last time. Sounds good. Do you have your MVP ready? I do. And my MVP for the episode is Duncan. Um Okay. I really, I don't, I mean, obviously, like, he's kind of, like, invisible for the first half of the episode because he's sleeping the whole time. But I, I don't know, when they woke him up and they were like, listen, man, you got you got to help us because we know you're the only person that can, like, play dodgeball. Like, we need to play dodgeball right now. Uh, he was game. And yeah. I, I liked that he was like, okay, well, then I'm going to do this. And then we learn, like, more of his backstory because we get, all the uh, dodgeball strategy from his juvenile detention center. Uh, uh, he leads them to the win. He's the reason, even though Harold like is the the reason they win that last moment in the final game. Duncan is the reason they come back at all and even are in that position. So so yeah, my MVP goes to Duncan. What about you? Okay, I'm between two because Lindsay made me laugh the most, but Harold. Yeah. I think Harold deserves some love, honestly. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm not a Harold fan by any means. Right. 
But he did step up and I think I'm gonna give it to Harold because strategically I can't give it to Harold, but I think he deserves some like points. And I would never have thought I would say Harold in million years doing this podcast. Um I'm personally really struggling with my LVP. Can I get yours first so I can like have some more? So I struggled with my LVP and my Chrissy because there was like one person who I think I'm gonna go ahead and give it to I'm gonna give this person the LVP, but I also considered them for the Chrissy. LVP is Tyler. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's awful at dodgeball, um, which which really, like, I mean, to to use a term from Jessica Lee, this should have been a five-hole for him if he's the jock. Like, yeah. what, what what's happening here? Um, he quits on his team, goes on his walk with, with Lindsay. Um, and then also he – I don't think we talked about this, actually. He has a moment where he uh, – says to is it harold i think when when they're telling harold like why he can't go in the game earlier he says you throw like a girl and so he's like very sexist on top of all of this and i'm like i didn't care for tyler at all in this episode indeed indeed honestly i was between him and honestly sadie just because she got got hit in the face so many times <laughs> okay. but she didn't do anything to deserve that so that's tyler's yeah. fault so yeah. yeah tyler i guess is like the easiest one that i can wrap my head around Right. Uh, but uh, since we're on the subject of Tyler, Tyler's getting my Chrissy, not my che- Chefy. Okay. Because uh, he spends the whole time isolating himself from the tribe when it's likely they're going to a tribal council or a campfire ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't even use it strategically, like, to benefit. Like, obviously, Lindsay's going to help him, uh, like, right. try to protect him if they're at the merge together. But Tyler, I don't know. Tyler is... Uh, he's not looking for idols out there. He's not doing anything productive. Nope. And it's just like, he's showing that he's not useful in challenges, despite yeah. like him wanting to be involved. So he's getting my Chrissy. What about you? Yeah, so I I had honorable mention uh, to Tyler on the Chrissy. Um, but because I was struggling with who to pick for my LVP, I moved him to LVP. And my Chrissy is actually going to Heather. Because... There. She draws a lot of, like, negative attention towards herself from, obviously, Lindsay. Um, I mean, whether or not Lindsay would do something about that is another question. But, like, Lindsay is, like, put off by her. And Tyler as well. And the, the killer bass as a whole, when she's, like, taunting them, which is incredibly unnecessary. Um, also, at one point, she does, when Lindsay, like, walks away, she's like, you're almost out of the alliance. And she says that in front of everyone. Yeah, that was really bad. I noticed yeah. that too. Yeah, so I think bad, bad strategic episode for Heather. I mean, you could argue like she's still doing more than like, I don't know, Katie and Sadie or, or someone. But but she's making like actively bad decisions, in my opinion. I, I concur with you 100%. Uh, but... I think I think I have to give it to my MVP. Sorry, words are hard at this time of the morning. Um, I I'm giving my MVP to Jeff. I stand by my decision. Like he's the reason that they win because he gave Harold the shot. Wait, you're you're you mean your Sheffy? Sorry, your... my Sheffy, not my MVP. Yeah, okay. okay. Yes. Uh, my Sheffy to Jeff. I yeah. I did consider Heather for her good strategic game, but also her bad strategic game right. knocked it out for me. Yeah. Um. You know, like, Courtney was someone else I considered just because, like, she was really good at, like, she woke Duncan up when she needed to, and she, like, was, like, we need to turn this around. But she- Jeff, 
getting Harold in the game won then the challenge. Plus, it builds social capital with Harold. Yeah, future. I I really like that. Uh, I, I like that pick. My pick for the Sheffy is going to be Courtney. Um, I think obviously, like she, even though Duncan was the reason they ended up winning, she was the reason that Duncan was even involved. Because if it was up to the rest of her team, like they were not going to wake him up, they would have just gone back to the campfire ceremony. So. She um, is the one who, like, says, no, we have to get Duncan awake and make him. And she tells him, like, because even then, he after he wakes up, he's like, I don't, like, at first, he's like, I don't really want to want to help. I, don't, I just want to sleep. And so he's, she's like, okay, well, um, you're going to get voted out if you don't help us. So what are you going to do now? And she yeah. leverages that in a good way. I think, yeah, I think she, she has a little bit of a comeback from the from the last episode. Yeah, I, I think I love how like Courtney is here in every episode in some capacity on our list. Yeah. She's always playing strategically. It's just a question if it's is it good strategy or bad strategy. Right, right. Um, but yeah, and then last things last, uh Chef and Chris, I think both were kind of mid this episode, so they don't right. really like, stand out. Yeah, and I think Chef is more which he's obviously always more invisible than Chris just yeah. because he's not the host and he doesn't talk very much, but he was extra, like, nothing this episode. Yeah. Uh, ready to move on to our last episode of the week? I am ready for a talent show. Not quite famous. Were you ever a talent show kid? I know Audrey has a take that, like, talent shows are the most embarrassing thing ever. Because, yeah. Because, like, yeah. No, I, um, I mean, I was never in any scenarios where there were, like, regular talent shows. Um, well, I mean, that's, that's not true. When I was in high school, I guess we had every year a a talent show type of thing um most of the time people would just sing and i was like on not i was not gonna sing and i was like on student council so we're like helping like put it together but um but it wasn't like a huge deal um as far as like like all the popular kids it was not something they wanted to do It, it some of them did maybe like if they could sing but uh but it wasn't like you know oh my gosh like what are y'all gonna do for uh the talent show and stuff like that what about you did you ever compete in any kind of talent show if y'all want to see an embarrassing moment in my history uh you can google jonas clark middle school talent show felipe shimon oh my gosh yeah well uh i'd say let's look at it after the podcast but yeah i can show you after uh yeah i was uh I, I wanted to do that song because I wanted to do the Little Wayne part. And then they were uh-huh. like, no, you can't do the Little Wayne part. I was like, okay. And I didn't practice after that. I was like, I don't care. But also, I'm not a great singer in general. Uh-huh. Um, but I do love singing. So uh, and that's all yeah. that matters. It's it was filmed and uploaded without my consent. That is an issue. But like now it's like a funny yeah. joke. Like, oh, my gosh. I, I was pissed when I was a kid. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Did you find it? it? No, I haven't looked it up yet. I haven't looked it up yet. I'm, I I'm great. Wait. I'm gonna say like I was an adorable twelve year old. Oh my gosh, this is so this is so exciting. Okay, okay, yeah. everybody, you've got some homework. <laughs> yes. Also, try some peanut butter and feta cheese. <laughs> no, don't. That that's the opposite of homework. Don't do that. Yes. Um. What is? You have to come up with a weird food combo that you like though. Like I can't Look, be out here bragging myself. I I am notoriously i am an extremely picky eater i don't eat any fruits or vegetables uh i don't i yeah i just i am a very picky eater um 
So I don't eat a lot of like weird combinations just because I don't like weird foods in, in general. Um, but I will think on it. And, and if I uh, think of another one, either on this podcast or in the future, I will offer it up so that we're on an even playing field, even though I don't really think I could get uh, any weirder than cottage cheese and peanut butter. Oh, there's some weird food combos out there. Like, listen, I, I know. It's just like, I love sweet and salty combos. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyway, that's quite a choice for sweet and it salty. It is a choice. I don't care. I, y'all, y'all can judge me. Um, so anyways, the open of the episode is Lindsay complaining she has run out of thick skin tanner and Gwen is like, wow. <laughs> uh, and Lindsay's yeah. like, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. she has a point. The sun is very harmful. Nobody wants skin cancer. You don't want a farmer's tan. <laughs> you don't want a farmer's tan. It's very hard to get rid of. Yes. Um, but then Chris, through the speakers, instructs everyone to meet at the stage for the next challenge. Um, Trent saves a seat for Gwen, and Tyler blows a kiss to, Lin- to Tyler. Um, so Lindsay blows a kiss to Tyler. Sorry, not yeah, yeah. the other way around. He, like, catches um, it. And Heather, yeah, Heather is annoyed by both of these things. Um, yeah. So there's a Chris lot of t- Heather watching Gwen and Trent specifically, and not just in this episode, but I've noticed it in other episodes. Do you think like, she has a crush on Trent, or that's what does she I have a crush wondering. on Gwen? Ooh, that's that's a better. I Heather has that. bisexual energy, but then we don't want yeah. a bisexual villain. Uh, the like the trope of bisexual villains. Right. So, right. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, I don't know. I I hope she has a crush on at least. I hope she has a crush on Gwen. That'd be that'd be fun. But she she does always like. There's several scenes where even if nothing comes of it, like later in the episode, she doesn't. Which this episode, she she does like hone in on Gwen a little bit. But yeah. in previous episodes, like she'll they will they will show Gwen and Trent like doing something, and then it'll cut to Heather every now and then, just like looking at him out of the corner of her eye. Yeah. And I don't really know what that's supposed to mean no clue indeed but uh this is going to be like a big plot point for this episode so yeah, it is. uh but we get the challenge teams have eight hours to pick their three most talented teammates who will represent them in the talent show with the chef such needed. a long time yeah i think it is hour an hour at best yeah um anyways screaming gophers heather takes her the lead she's like i'm the team captain and gwen's like what and she's like um Sorry, now my dad's texting me. Ah, oh, dad. Does he have any total drama takes? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, then Trent uh, in, unintentionally interrupts the fight with the muffin for Gwen. And Heather's like, I'm going to legitimize my leadership right now. Trent, are you okay with me being too bad? He's like, sure, I don't care. Yeah, um, which like, Trent, like, your girl is standing there clearly like with a clipboard, like ready to like be the leader. Yeah, but I, Trent, Trent, uh, he's thinking, uh, he's thinking about, uh, the team, but he's too focused on Gwen that he doesn't even notice that, like, she's, like, angry. Um, Yeah. But, so, uh, in, so Lindsay and Beth are also going to be judges uh, for the auditions. So, Keller Bass, uh, Katie and Sadie do this, like, fun dance thing, (laughs) which makes me happy. Yeah, Uh, it's fine. Yeah, Courtney took herself as the team captain for them, and th- she's unimpressed. Um, here, let's go back to the Screaming Gophers and then co- do all their auditions. And then yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Owen's audition is he drinks a liter of soda and burps the entire alphabet. 
Um, and Heather's like gross. Which, yeah. Yeah. Same. Heather's, I feel the same way, Heather. That's not like sure. That's like a talent, but is it a talent? It's like a party trick. Yeah, it's, it's a like party a trick. Yeah. It's not a party trick show. It's a talent yeah. show. Um, yeah. So uh, Gwen leaves during the commo- commotion as well, uh, and uh, Trent. Uh, oh, Gwen just leaves. Um, Trent will follow her later, but um, Heather performs her ballet and is voted in by Lindsay and Beth. Which honestly, uh, very yeah. impressive. Oh, we also like missed on point. Oh yeah, she's she's a great ballet artist, uh, but Chef is better. Let's just be clear. Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, we missed my favorite audition, Izzy, with the snake dance. Oh, so good. Look at my eyes. What do you see? I love Izzy so much. She could get my MVP just for that, honestly. I don't know yet. I haven't finalized my decision, but that's a leading contender. Um, on the bass side, uh. Tyler Trent's yo-yo tricks, which yeah. um, that goes poorly you know, for him. Yes, um, Bridget says she can stand her hands for ten minutes and twenty uh, minutes, I believe. Yeah, twenty minutes. And Courtney's like, "No, I don't care." Harold tries to audition and he takes a deep breath, and they're like, "Nope." Um, <laughs> this was the funniest part. This, this the, made me laugh out loud. Yeah, he goes, <gasps> nope. and then Courtney says, "Next," and he ah, yeah. oh, yeah. just walks away. Um, DJ does a ribbon dance and it's performed, it's chosen for the show. And Jeff is like, I'll do skateboard tricks. Um, I, I did love Chris's line earlier in the episode that was like, Yeah, it has to be a legal talent, Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Gwen goes off, um, and Heather's like, Can you keep a secret, Lindsay? And Lindsay's like, Yes, oh my God, I am great at keeping secrets. One time I had to rescue my sister Paula from a miserable day. Because she had awful diarrhea and she the restaurant didn't have any toilet paper. So I had to bring her toilet paper and I've never told a soul. And then she's like, wait, I'm on a TV show. Oh, sorry, Paula. Yeah. 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 This is a uh, poor one out for Paula. Yeah. Paula be deserves tough. better. Yeah. Paula has her own page on the Wikipedia. Let me. Nuh-uh. No, it's uh, under character families. Never mind. It's just oh, okay, okay. hyperlinked. Um, That's funny. But yeah. Courtney is the final person chosen for the violin um and yeah so which is also impressive dance uh, of the rattlesnake sorry that's the name of yeah dance, dance of the rattlesnake she yeah. says the dance yes of the rattlesnake yep um and then uh beth her audition is twirling fire batons but it burns uh something yeah, in the fire air hazard. And fire hazard but justin comes out with the fire hydrant not the fire hydrant the fire extinguisher yeah and the girls are awestruck by his beauty. Heather's like, uh, you are the, our talents. And Trent yeah. is the final pick there. Um, so we'll go to we'll go to the killer bass and then we can do like some more of the dynamics because uh Courtney's practicing her talent on stage. Uh Bridget uh Bridget bets the boys basically that she can actually do the handstand for 20 minutes. Uh so she does, and then she gets her foot tangled in the rope. Um, and a and light comes down. It crashes. Courtney. I feel so bad for Courtney in the scene. Like, she clearly this loves the violin. Awful. Yeah, it, so Courtney then for the rest of the episode wears like a bandage on her head, and also her violin is like completely broken, which I feel, I mean, I've never bought a violin, but I feel like they're probably expensive. Yeah, and like, you, like 
but also why uh, she thought she was going to a realist uh, like a, a a luxury hotel but so why why would you bring your violin yeah on vacation? Do you think they, i mean there's a lot of props though in this in this episode for their talents that yeah. like why did they, they have probably had violin for her yeah maybe okay. like they brought these things in yeah yeah i feel so bad for her in this moment Still, like, yeah really bad because i think her talent would have been really good yeah i would have actually we hear of her is yeah. nice so bridget is like oh well now i have to take courtney's place um meanwhile uh then gwen is alone writing in her journal and cody comes over trying to talk to her and gwen is annoyed and he's trying to make small talk and he sniffs her hair which ill cody gross yeah super ill like, uh and uh, so she goes to the cabins to go swimming. Um, and Trent's like, I'll go with you to hang out with you. Uh, Heather orders Lindsay to guard the door to the cabin while she tries to find Gwen's diary. Um, and then she does that, which uh, she has extra time because Cody and Owen jump into the water. I feel like this episode's Wikipedia page is all over the place in like a different order than I remember watching the episode. So that's why I'm pausing a lot and looking confused. Well, I mean, when they had eight hours, there's so many shenanigans that can go on. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, but yeah, Trent offers to, yeah, so he's there. And then Cody and Owen jump in the water. So uh, Gwen is wet and she's annoyed. So she isn't, so Trent is annoyed with Cody and Owen. Uh, what did you think of the boys in the scene? I mean, like, Cody... Why? Why does Cody do anything? Yeah. Especially, like, you know, like, we just mentioned it when she... Uh, when he is sitting with, with Gwen, and she's like, uh, what are you doing, buddy? I'm trying to, like, r you know, r write my diary and stuff. And he's like, instead of just being like, okay, like, like... It's one thing for him to, like, have a crush on Gwen, right? Like, that's fine. But then yeah. he, like, doesn't go away. And he, like, sniffs her hair and then follows her to the, like, water and stuff. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not feeling Cody at all. Cody, I feel like I used to like Cody a lot more, but also maybe, like, World Tour. Like, Cody mm -hmm. in my mindset. Um, so, I'm trying to remember, like, Cody definitely, like, I could relate to Cody because I, not in the horny sense, um, right right of course not. like i i did feel like cody was kind of like the dork avatar right. yeah um so like him and owen i could like relate to a little bit but i also felt like i was like and you were good at dodgeball like cody uh yes i was uh <laughs> uh but i also felt like i had more charisma than them i felt like i was like somewhere between like a cody slash owen meets dj meets trent Somewhere. I mean, what a crew. Yeah, I love DJ. He's still not enough love for DJ yet. Yeah, he's not getting enough, um, like, to edit at all. Yeah. And he had no. a good talent. I mean, he messed up at the he end. Up. He got nervous. Up. We we really haven't gotten to know his love of animals yet, but I think yeah. him and Izzy, their character arcs are still to come. Right, right. Um, But, yeah, so Heather uh, gets the diary before Gwen comes back. Um, Bridget is eating chips. And talking with Courtney when Heather approaches them, being like, Bridget, why'd you sabotage your teammates? And Bridget denies the accusation, sticking up for her team. And Heather says, Oh, so you're just gonna gain 20 pounds in the chips, basically. And I'm like, And she was eating chocolate earlier, like when she yeah. made that that bet with the guys yeah. and then ended up like 
knocking that light down on Courtney, uh, yeah. she was eating chocolate as well. So she's having a lot of junk food at the moment. Yeah, and Heather's just like antagonizing. So, but, but it's like good to note that like Bridget's eating a lot. So right, right, um, yes. I also took notes on the scores um, that they got because oh, okay. now we get the talent show, and the chef meter has nine bars. Mm-hmm. So uh, we need to discuss this uh, because I have issues um, with it. So uh, talent show starts, the chef a meter scale, zero to nine. Justin goes first. He does a dance and ends up with a torrent of water splashing over him. Chef rates the performance at a six. So six I would say two. also dance is a is a yeah. a generous word. I think this it's more like a pose. Like it was giving me Naomi Smalls like. What do I know? I know how to pose. And so I'm going to do that super well. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, I love... I, I This is like a talent. It's like on the All-Star show um, when, like, there's... I honestly, drag race analogies are escaping me, but it's like when there's like a queen that's like, my talent is this. And it's like... Yeah, it's like, I'm going to lip sync. Uh, Who, mean, which oh, queen? the thing we all do? Yeah. I think Manila would have gotten a nine out of nine with that like Kabuki artist oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she would have. Was was she the one who did Kabuki? I th- I think so, right? No, she did the painting. Sorry, someone else did Kabuki. Was it Kimchi? No, Kimchi was in All Stars. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was in Manila did the painting upside down. Was That's the, the one I think. The variety. Yeah. Oh no no no! It was a uh, uh, Gia, Gia? Gunn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was also incredible. Like I know Gia Gunn has her haters, but that moment was like I was like, "Damn, girl!" Um, but no, Manila Manila's painting was rent free in my mind, where she does it upside down and flips it over. Yeah. Um, DJ does his Ripper dance. He gets tangled and crashes, getting two points. Trent plays his guitar. Um, the song is instrumentally beautiful. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Trent can't sing like me. No. Okay. I saw. I really. I wrote in my notes, like, this song was bad. And I thought that, I know that you love Trent, and I thought that maybe you were going to, like, try to come on here and, like, you know, make excuses for your guy. But I'm glad yeah. that you you recognize. He thinks he's, like, Johnny Cash or something because he's, like, talk singing. Yeah. And it's not, it's not, not a good vibe. It's not good. I think the lyrics are actually kind of pretty if you, like, examine them, which I didn't. If you like, sing them. Just... Yeah. But, like, I think, I think he has, he has instincts that are good. Yeah. But he's not a great musician he needs and to just like write the song he might be better at writing and producing yeah yeah that's fine yeah bridget goes next but she starts throwing up because she her tummy is upset um and uh-huh. she hits katie and sadie owen izzy and lashana and owen's like i'm hit i'm hit ah! yeah and katie and sadie like now they're vomiting also um and and i will say she is vomiting and doing all this while she's still on her hands. So, yeah. I mean, she was right in that she can yeah. stand on her hands for an extremely long time. Yeah, and I love how Bridget falls onto Tyler and Lindsay's like, you evil woman, basically. Like, yeah. yeah. And Chris is like, clean up on aisle three, four, five, and six. And we're going to take a quick unscheduled commercial break. Um, Bridget got a two for her performance. And she says, going home won't be so bad. Uh, yeah i can always work at the surf shack i mean i'd say the same thing too like this was bad this and i as i previously said i do not enjoy uh gross bodily function um humor and so i did not i did not like this all this puke everywhere i know it's a cartoon but i still was grossed out 
Sounds good. Yeah. No, it was, it was, I prefer that though than Erin Owen's talent. <laughs> like, but yeah, at least it's like, cartoon. Yeah. if it was real life, maybe. It was yeah, like, you're right. You're right. Yeah. My dad is still pissed. <laughs> dad. I mean, he's got he's to watch Total Drama if he wants to text it's like, you. It's like that Candace from Phineas and Fermi, like, well, you keep it down. I am trying to podcast here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Heather announces a change in her performance. She's going to read a page out of Gwen's diary as collaboration. And she, it's clearly about Trent. Uh, mm-hmm. But Cody's like, wait, I don't play the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Cody's like holding yeah. on to hope that this guy yeah. that Gwen is describing is him. And yeah. he's like, ah, oh, guitar, that's not me. All and I assume she gets a zero, kind of- right? Because chef, the chef a meter doesn't pop up. Yeah. So, um, apparently here in the trivia section, uh, the the Trent score got an eight in the original airing, but it got five in the Netflix version that we watched. So uh, six plus five is 11. Heather gets zero. Their final score is 11. Bridget got two. Heather DJ got three. No. Yes. Because Harold got a nine, right? Oh, Bridget. Did Bridget get uh, points? Yeah, I think she got four. Yeah. Okay. So in my notes, I had the math wrong. My bad. Because I thought it ended as a tie. And then I was wondering how the tie broke. Mm. But no, clearly. Uh, Jeff is ready to go next, uh, but he breaks the skateboard. It Katie, just snaps Katie... in half, like yeah. right before he's about to go out there. And oh, I'm so like, that's what? a board. That's not even a real skateboard. Yeah. yeah. But like he was like flipping around doing all kinds of stuff earlier and it was just fine. And then now like all of a sudden it, it's just like broken. I didn't understand yeah. this. Yeah, but who knows? Uh, but Courtney's like Katie and Skatey covered in vomit. Tyler and Duncan are not, don't have outstanding talent. Duncan makes a skull in a tree. And Bridget yeah. and Courtney are like, Harold, so he has to go. And so once, once again, again, he's the only one left at the end of the episode. Like all the rest of Killer Bass, like for some reason they can't do their job, and so Harold, they're like, okay, Harold, get on stage, and so he he stands on stage in front of the microphone, and everyone's like, oh gosh, like what's he about to do? And then yeah. the man starts beatboxing. Yeah, he he does beatboxing. Um and Chef gives him a perfect score of nine. So by a score of thirteen to, to eleven, uh, Harold wins the challenge once again. Do you have any thoughts on the beatboxing itself? I mean, I thought it was good. Like I literally like not the best beatboxing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. But it's uh, white boy beatboxing, right? And, yeah. and honestly, this is not. It is kind of surprising in the moment, but if you looked at the killer bass and you're like, okay, which one of these people like has a secret talent they can beatbox? I'd probably guess within a couple guesses that it's Harold. Yeah. This is a thing that like like nerdy white guys like to do for some reason. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he. Yeah. Uh, I do like the the visual style of keeping them. Yeah. Um, like the focus on both of them, or on only him, and then like right. just like the like animation of like very 2d animation yeah it's very clear they're using like some of the exact same like cuts for when he makes the same sound it's a it's a fun scene and then it cuts like when he's done and then it shows like the crowd and they're just like staring for a second and then all of a sudden they start cheering because they're just so shocked so um but the screaming gophers are going to campfire ceremony and heather's prepared though like heather has her out of nowhere yeah she's like People thought I was mean to Gwen. Whatever. All I needed was four votes against Justin. Lindsay and Beth were easy. Izzy's just crazy. And Owen, piece of cake. And Owen's laughing. Piece of, is that, piece of cake. 
Is that math right? What? How many people do they have on there's there? There's nine. No, there's oh, okay. eleven. No. Oh well, because they got yeah, rid of Noah. They, they've only so. got rid of Noah, so I think they have. So it's ten five people. to five. Um. Yeah, there's no rocks. They didn't draw rocks. Here, let me look at the. Is there a voting chart on the wiki? No. So there's only. So Beth, Heather, yeah, there's ten people. Beth, Heather, Lindsay, Owen, Izzy. Did Justin throw a road vote? Maybe someone voted randomly. Maybe it was a plurality. They didn't all yeah. vote. Yeah, so that's it was probably like a it. Five, four, one vote, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. yeah. So. But can we talk about what? Why? Where did the Justin target come from? Because his performance should have done better, probably. I don't know. Or yeah, like, but like, but she inconsequential. Why should? Why not vote up Gwen? Right. Like, it, I don't think she could have her... gotten the numbers for Gwen. That's probably yeah. That's it. true. That's true. But like, aren't I'm surprised she even got the numbers for Justin, and and that she even wanted to go after Justin in the first place because she Heather. The whole reason Justin was in the the talent show, Heather herself, despite the fact that she is like the most strategic person on their team, she was mesmerized by him too, and like pulled in by his trance yeah. and like wanted to put him in the talent show, and like so was everybody else. So I don't understand yeah. why he can't just like look at them and they don't vote for him. I have uh, a revisionist history theory, but that, I'll save that for the spoiler section. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, so uh, Gwen's like, if that evil little cow thinks she's getting away with this, she has another thing coming. Um, so Gwen goes to Harold's, uh, Harold and is like, can you give me your red ant farm? And she's like, he's like, yep. And then so she places it all through um, Heather's bed and Heather runs out. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Um. So should we go to our strategic stuff or do you have any final thoughts for us? Um, oh, I did love when uh, when Justin does not get his marshmallow and he um, is told that he has to go to the Dock of Shame and the Boat of Losers. Chris is like, Justin, you reminded us all that looks matter a lot. Yeah. And I just thought that was very funny. But he, and then he says something like, but it wasn't enough today or whatever. And uh, yeah, I, I like the, the commitment to the bit. Justin has one has one thing. Exactly, yeah. Um, so do you want to get into strategy first this time since we did? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. I have um, a question for you. Okay. Can we give the same person our Sheffy and our Chrissy? Oh, okay. Um, sure, why not? I this I will say, I this was the hardest of, of any of the awards we've given out so far. The Sheffy and the Christy for this episode was the hardest one. Because like, I'm like, I had much trouble. Heather played amazingly strategically and terribly strategically. Yeah. Like, she knew what she was doing. She had the numbers, but yeah. like she burnt so much social capital. So I like, mm-hmm. I think if I had to pick one, I would give her the, the Chrissy, not the Sheffy. But I think honestly, I kind of want to give both to her. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think I that's think, allowed or no? I think we can allow yeah. it. And we'll then, like, allow it, and if the listeners think we shouldn't, then we can revise it next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if maybe, like, if this keeps happening, if, like, there's a lot of episodes where we want to give it to, to the same person, then maybe yeah. we, we dial it back. But, okay. but yeah, sure. Okay, uh, what about I, I'll you? Allow it. So, my Sheffy is... I gave it to Heather. Like I said, this was the hardest... Uh, I, I, had a, I had a really tough time, because I didn't think anyone played great strategically yeah that's the thing it's like heather was only like this because she like was the only strategic player this episode right yeah so i mean by default i gave it to heather for um like adding to her numbers because she pulls in owen and izzy to at least for this vote she got her target out um 
But like, I I would have given her the Chrissy for like, you know, drawing heat from Gwen. You know, like you said, the social capital. Uh, even Chris was like, Ugh, that was like really mean, like what yeah. you did. And so if the host of the show was like calling you out, like that's not where you want to be. But there were ultimately like just a lot of bad gameplay uh, in general from a lot of people this episode. So for my Chrissy, I decided to give it to Bridget because okay. she does a lot of like reckless things. Um, yeah, the she... like doing the the thing unnecessarily, especially like in that environment. Like you could go to the back, like on the grass. You don't have to be on the stage. Yeah, like right next to Courtney while she's like actively playing her violin. Um, you watch BB Can, right? Of course. It gave me Jay walking out of the house on their hands vibes. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like not as iconic. Yeah. And um. The, uh, yeah, like the whole thing with her eating the junk food, she is even like, even if she's not aware of it, she's just like, we've got eight hours, so I'm going to kill time, I'm going to eat this chocolate and these chips. Then Heather does bring it up to her, even though, like, it's obviously very rude. Heather's like, you know, saying she shouldn't, like, just gain 20 pounds or whatever. So at least in that moment, you have to be aware, like, oh, I am eating a lot of stuff right now that it probably shouldn't be. And so then it comes back to bite her because then she like pukes all over everything and gets a bad score. Um, so yeah, I just didn't, I, I didn't vibe with Bridget this episode. I thought her brain was not firing on all cylinders. Yeah, no, I, I think that's very fair. Now, do you have your MVP and LVP ready? Cause I went first with the strategy. I stuff. do. Yeah. Um, so MVP, uh, Similar to what you did for the last episode, I'm giving it to Harold. And again, I also did not expect to come on here and ever give any positive awards to Harold. Um, but I thought, I thought like, obviously he came up very clutch for his team uh, and on a back-to-back. So, like, the last challenge he was the hero, like this challenge he was the hero, and the, the beatboxing was genuinely, like, my favorite talent to watch. And also, I enjoyed the little joke earlier when he started to audition and they told him no, and he just walked away. I thought that was funny. So, uh, yeah, for my MVP, uh, it's Harold. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to double Harold this episode. Okay. Because, yeah, I don't think you can give it to someone else, really. Yeah. Uh, again, like, I, I hope this is the last time I give Harold points because I remember him being annoying, but maybe that was just total drama action. And so I don't yeah. know. But, um, and then for my LVP, I'm between Heather and Cody. And I want to know what you're going to do just so in case okay. I give you. Yeah. So I gave it to Cody okay. uh, because for being creepy to Gwen, yeah. basically. Can we, yeah. so can we give, um, you said you're, you were thinking about Heather. Uh, when I'm I was going to doing... give Heather mine since you right. did Cody. I was like going to wait and see what you did so I could give the yeah, other yeah. one my point because they yeah. both deserve heat. Yeah, they both did bad. Um, so so it's okay for us to give like, I mean, I know, I guess technically now we already said like you can get the Sheffy and the Chrissy, but is it's okay for us to give someone a Sheffy like a strategy award and then also a character? Award? Oh yeah yeah yeah. For okay sure. okay okay. Yeah. I tried to give it. I tried to uh, you know, give a variety of people, but um, I'm sticking with my. I'm still gonna stick with my answers, but uh, yeah, I understand why you would give it to Heather. Yeah. No. For sure. Um, and then 
I think that basically uh, Chris was annoying in this episode for me. Yeah. Um, and then Chef was absent, basically. So Yeah, except we did learn. I, I forgot. We didn't even talk about this. That he was like, at the beginning of the uh, challenge, when Chris like is telling them you know what the challenge is, he says Chef Hatchet is going to judge it. And he's a former DJ and a rap legend? Grandmaster Chef? I love that. What? I mean, what? where are the tracks? Where when? is the album? Where? We need yeah. it. Indeed. Um, yeah. Uh, quickly for feedback, and then I'll tell the listeners what's coming up next uh, next week. Uh, so uh, Giovanni wrote in and just told us that Izzy's voice actress, Katie Crown, improvised a lot of the lines that Izzy says. So that's fun that like Izzy got oh. to like, she was able to do that. Um, and that's then, even better. Yeah. Next week, we're going to do uh, two episodes only. We're going to do The Sucky Outdoors and Phobia Factor. So those are the two episodes we're going to watch next week. Uh, we're trying to keep it in, like, this episode was kind of like the rest of the, the early game. And then now it's like both teams have gone to Tribal or to Campfire. So I think now, like, we're going to try to explore the dynamics in the next two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quickly, spoilers. Uh, or quickly, Autumn, where can people keep up with you on social oh. media? Uh, at Let's do automatic here. Okay. Autom- automatic I'm dub. At automatic dub on Twitter. Uh, the autumn part of automatic is spelled like my name. And then I'm at autumn Matthews. Uh, Matthews only has one T on Instagram. Okay. Love that. Um, and then a pop culture plug for you. Something you're consuming. Oh, uh, well, I mean, watch Big Brother Canada. Okay. Uh, it's been, it's been good. Um, this season. There's a lot of, I mean, there, there's been some some mess, but it's been entertaining. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, and then for me, you can follow everything I'm doing at What the Fleep. I retweet everything I do. Plus, Brazil Dragon Pod is where we're doing all the podcasts. The Brazilian Dragon Network has expanded over the last week. So we have this podcast, obviously. Uh, we have the Gravity Brothers podcast, the Gravity Falls Rewash podcast. We have Pretty Little Liars, Two Can, Gisi, Two Can Keep a Secret. Uh, episode 7 will drop tomorrow. And also, I will be on episode nine, which is exciting. Ooh, uh, nice. I've never seen that show before. And then also, in your feeds at this time, should be a Marvel, year in Marvel podcast with myself, Jay, and AJ. And what? full transparency, we kind of lost the plot when we got to Hawkeye and Spider-Man. We were just being shenanigans. Uh, but we talked pretty, we had pretty good discussions on like Shang-Chi and Black Widow and Loki and eternals and what if but then once we got to hawkeye and spider-man we like lost the plot of what we were even doing on the podcast um oh, so nice. that's i didn't fair. know that i didn't know that uh that y- y'all were doing that so yeah I'm gonna listen. yes and i think we're gonna do in the future like every couple projects we're not gonna wait a whole year because that was a yeah. lot to talk about in one podcast there's a lot there yeah yeah um so uh yeah and then also episode 100 is coming up so everything you can follow me at with the fleet and brazil dragon pod and my pop culture plug is both the movie and the soundtrack for marry me oh okay yeah, i loved it i love that movie um but yeah spoiler section autumn mm-hmm. um so, so do you have anything off the top of your head yeah so in the first episode i only got a couple things in the first yeah. episode, we mentioned it when Eva kicks Chris on the way out. And that did not disqualify her from coming back later. Yeah, but honestly. I mean, assault on the host is not grounds for yeah, like no, banning. No, for sure. I definitely agree with that. Um, but maybe yeah. the, the production was like, yeah, I mean, we get it. He deserved it. So Honestly, maybe. Um, 
my big takeaway is like maybe um so we don't see on screen justin at all but maybe heather assumed that he has like a villain in him because in total drama action he's like the big villain it's not heather oh okay uh, see i don't really re- i don't really remember like total drama action yeah he's the big villain in total drama action so maybe like heather was like oh he's competition we have to get him out now that was my spoiler take um, that, that's how plugged yeah. in she was and then also i just knew. think it it's wild that Heather and Gwen make it to the final three together. Yeah, I know. I mean, they hate each other like from the jump, basically. Yeah. And they go on this big journey. Also, yeah. um, the in the Dodwell episode, I I liked the whole like Courtney and Duncan like have to work together. Yeah. Uh, and they're liter- they're like leading the team, you yeah. know, back to victory. We're getting like. It's not. There's no yeah. like showman. There's like vibes. some mild Gwen Courtney rivalry in that episode yeah. like, with the oatmeal. Plus, like Gwen hangs out with Trent and Duncan has uh, scenes with them in the in uh, the second episode or the first episode we discussed today uh, yeah. with the sleep thing. So yeah, I really don't have any other final spoilery things. Like it's no, interesting to watch, mine. but yeah. Um, and then so yeah, do we have a hashtag for this episode? Oh, uh, let's see. What should the hashtag be? Um, let's say. Oh, I don't. Do you have one off the top of your head? I mean, oatmeal container came to my mind, but that's not oh. like just oatmeal. Uh, how about uh, uh, Grandmaster she- Chef? Grandmaster Chef, or I was I was gonna say Sheep Chef, but that's. Oh yeah, our our last should our hashtag always has something to do with Chef because yes, our last it. one also did. Yes, I love that. Uh, until next time, mom and dad, we're doing fine. We're just fine. We're just fine. Bye, everyone. Your mom and dad are doing fine.